The first reading is from Exodus. Moses came down from Mount Sinai as he came down from the mountain with two tablets of the covenant in his hand. Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went to speak with them. This is the word of the Lord.
God, our Heavenly Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord, the transfigured Son, the Chosen One. Amen. It is good for us to be here. Have you ever seen something so beautiful that it overpowered you? That it fascinated you to the point that you couldn't pull yourself away? Where you thought, it is good to be here. Let me linger. Let me take this in. Maybe you were standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon, watching the dawn break over the ocean, seeing the Rocky Mountains glow in the last rays of the setting sun. Perhaps you were somewhere doing something very ordinary, and suddenly it appeared more vibrant than ever before. A spring flower covered by a March snow, perhaps. Every last Plate reflecting the sun's brilliance. Or maybe a flash of lightning illuminated your lawn in some new way. Or maybe it's even more simple than that. Maybe it was just the smile on your friend's newborn child. Or looking up on a cloudless day to take sudden notice of just how blue the sky really is. This is the sublime, a display so beautiful that it overpowers us, gives us a sense of just how big and intricate the cosmos really are, holds us in place, grabs us, and demands our attention. It's so powerful that you want to fall on your knees with your face on the ground in sheer awe, and yet so transfixing that you can't take your eyes off the scene. In these moments, you want to stay as long as you can to let this moment continue to overwhelm your senses, to take in every last ray of light, to remember every faint fragrance, to feel the gentle breeze so that you can remember it all and escape back to that moment in the future. It is good for us to be here. What it must have been like for Moses on the mountaintop in the radiant glory of Almighty God. There he received God's law. There he received the call to live faithfully in response to the Lord's saving work. There the Almighty renewed the covenant with the heirs of Abraham. Imagine what it must be like to see God's splendor as God promises to work marvels unseen on the earth. And this, after the parting of the Red Sea, after leading the people from slavery into freedom, if those were just a foretaste, what must it be like to be in the Lord's presence? Scripture tells us that the divine majesty of this holy moment was so overpowering as to change Moses' appearance that his face shone with God's reflected presence even after he left Sinai. It is good for us to be here. Put yourself in Simon Peter's shoes just for a moment. 
Try to imagine such divine splendor. Try to imagine the Son of God, the one through whom all things were made, light from light, the Logos, the very Word of God, transfigured. If a sunset can be so overwhelmingly beautiful, if the Grand Canyon can be so overwhelmingly beautiful, if a child's smile, if a dog, if a tiger, if a bear, if mountains can be so overwhelmingly beautiful, if the night sky can fascinate us, how much more so is the beauty of the one who framed the universe? The display is so powerful that it knocks the three disciples over. It's so powerful that it terrifies them, but so captivating that they cannot turn away to flee. It's a display more vibrant than a million sunrises, more expansive than the entire night sky, more delicate than a single rose. It's a sight only a handful of people in all of history have been permitted to see. And Peter knew not what to say. Who among us could? What poet could frame that fearful symmetry? Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings and stay in this holy moment. Let us stay on the mountaintop. Let us dwell in the glory of God forever. And then comes the voice, sounding like rolling thunder, a voice so loud that you feel it as much as you hear it, repeating the words from Christ's baptism. This is my Son, the Chosen One. Listen to Him. The voice reverberated off the hillsides, and when the last echo rolled in, the scene was gone. Jesus stood alone, just a man wearing normal clothes in front of three startled disciples. And they walked down the mountain. It is good for us to be here, yes, even right here. Even in this place, in this time, ordinary though it may seem, in fact, we are leaving the season that we call ordinary time. It is good for us to be here because here, Christ is really present. Here, Christ is really present in the midst of us, on the altar, in the pews beside us, secured through the waters of baptism. Here, bread and wine are transformed into the very body and the precious blood of our Lord. Here, we hear the word proclaimed. Here, we join the choirs of angels in singing hymns of praise. Here, you could forget for just a moment how violent and chaotic the world is. Here, just for a moment, you may forget whether you are in heaven or on earth. Beloved, open your eyes that you may see anew. Try to catch a glimpse of the heavenly splendor that invades this place. Try to see Christ at the altar. Try to see Christ in the person next to you. It is good for us to be here. But Moses could not stay atop Mount Sinai. 
the people were in the wilderness, yearning for the land of promise, already wandering astray, and needed a prophetic guide. It is good for us to be here, but the disciples cannot stay on the mountaintop. Eight days before ascending to his transfiguration, Christ told the disciples what would happen, that he would be handed over to a lynch mob and hung upon a tree. Because even on the mountaintop, Jesus cannot escape what is to come. Standing there in his full glory, he discusses with Moses and Elijah what he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. And as they came down from the mountain and the spiritual high, Christ and the disciples meet a child possessed by a demon. It is good for us to be here, but we cannot stay because Christ's saving work is needed in the rest of the world. We sit here today on this mountaintop, on the edge of the Lenten season. And it is good for us to be here, but we cannot stay for long. Last year's palms are withered, ready to be consumed by the flame. Our alleluias echo forth, but will by Wednesday fall silent. Our feasting will turn to fasting, and our festal white garments will give way to penitential purple. Soon, very soon, we will wear openly on our forehead that ashen reminder of our mortality and sin. And so, yes, it is good for us to be in this place, praying and singing and celebrating together in the real presence of the body and blood of Christ. But we cannot stay here, because these or outside these walls is a world plagued by demonic powers. Beyond these property bounds is a suffering world that needs our help. There are people out there who need us, who need the hands of Christ to feed them, who need the ears of Christ to hear their cries, who need the mouth of Christ to speak words of repentance, who need the eyes of Christ to see when the rest of the world looks past them. We will soon enter that deserted place where we are tempted to silence and inaction, tempted to view our neighbors as threatening strangers rather than beloved siblings, tempted to turn a blind eye to the suffering of others. So take a deep breath. Take in the radiant glory of today. Take comfort and be nourished by the majesty of the transfigured Christ, that you may more faithfully serve him when we depart this mountaintop. And get ready for our sojourn through the long Lenten wilderness, that we may arrive in Zion, shouting out Hosanna to the Son of David, and letting our pastoral alleluias ring forth all the more loudly. Amen.